This is the Squared Goal Podcast with Mark Morris and Jared Meruyama. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Squared Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Morris, and with me again, Mr. Jared Maruyama. Ah, it's crowded. Jared. It's crowded in here today. It, it is, because we have another co-host with us today. Welcoming back to the Squared Co. <laughs> Podcast, Mr. Miguel Wilson. What's up, Miguel? Hello, hello. I'm happy to be back. I'm very excited for today. So this is, uh, we're doing, we're going to try something a little bit different here. This is the first episode hmm. of our Toys and Tunes-ness. Hmm. I thought it was going to be a gym episode. Between the two of you, <laughs> I thought we were going to go right into like a warm-up, <laughs> stretching, two, some light stretching. And then two gym guys and, yeah, um, <laughs> Man, that might have, that might be a better segment than this. Mm-hmm. But um, we did. So the last time we had Miguel on, we did a lot of toy talk, and it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's very well versed with not only toys in general, but going a step beyond and how they're actually produced. So mm-hmm. I thought it would be a great idea to get Miguel on uh, somewhat regularly to talk all about toys and. So I have something to contribute, and Jared as well. We decided to add cartoons in there as well. Um, <laughs> oh, I love and it. Also, yeah. it's great alliteration, toy, toys and tunes. So I don't know if we have an official name for this type of uh, episode, but we will be doing this somewhat regularly uh, with Miguel. So maybe Toy Talk with Miguel or Toys and Tunes. TNT, special guest. Toys and Tunes. Something. Yeah. There oh, and we could just rip off the Money Team's logo and change the the M to, to an the N. N. There it is. There. <laughs> <laughs> or TMNT, just drop the M altogether. There's so many options for us. Yep. Um, but <clears throat> before we get started, if you haven't already listened to Miguel's first episode on the Squared Co. podcast, definitely go back and give that a listen. It was a lot of fun. Lots of um, crazy toy talk in there, which is, again, why we brought him back here. So if you haven't already... Uh, Go ahead and check that episode out, but we will give you a quick little recap here and a catch up with Miguel because a lot has actually changed Mm -hmm. since that episode. Yes. Uh, Since then, you were at the time working full time uh, for a toy company Mm -hmm. and now Miguel is living that freelance life. That's right. Flip the switch on everyone. (laughs) So uh, when you were talking like this happened not too long after we spoke we spoke with you, which was pretty mm-hmm. exciting. So when we were talking to you at the time, was this plan already sort of in motion? Like, did you know what you were going to do or was it a little more uh, off the cuff than that? You know what? The thoughts were there. Um, I had explained to you guys last time that I had enough knowledge in the manufacturing business and I, and I felt that I knew the industry well enough to be able to manage toy uh, projects on my own and be able to help others that were looking to make their own toys or even, you know, um, other projects, uh, projects that they needed help with manufacturing, whether it be toys or like pins, keychains, whatever it may be. And mm-hmm. I was just hearing from so many outside sources, you know, the same thing that I, 
same thing we discussed on the show, which I believe it was you, Jared, at one point that was like, you know, you're doing so much with your own Rad Retro brand and you're doing a lot of things on the side and you know the industry so well. You know, are you are you thinking about possibly running with that and um, helping others that are looking into doing things like that? So, you know, those thoughts had definitely been there. And especially, like I said, again, hearing it from uh, you guys being on your show and, and other friends and family out there, I felt it was the time to um, take that leap of faith. And, wow. and, and it's so far, you know, yeah, it's, it's only, it's been less than a few months and it's, it's been great. I mean, I feel healthier. I feel obviously there's still always going to be stress, but it's a different type of stress when you're on your mm-hmm. own and uh, grinding for your, uh, you know, to the beat of your own drum. So I got to ask, um, because Jared gives this advice um, to a lot of people that ask about when is the right time to make that jump into freelance. Right. Did you have some clients already that you were working with that made that jump a little bit more comfortable, or did you try and make the jump? And have that be the motivation to find the clients. I tell you what, I tell everyone the same thing is in the industry, no matter what you do or whatever your profession may be, if you work hard and and people notice your work habits that are disciplined, that are hardworking, that are genuine and, and really wanting to do your best job and your best work always, people will notice that. So I knew if I was to leave the company um, I worked with a lot of clients and individuals in the industry that knew my work habits already. They mm-hmm. knew the discipline I had or, you know, the knowledge or um, guidance or even willingness to learn and help others. They knew that. So when I went on my when I went on my own and a lot of our uh, some of our old clients found out, a lot of people were extremely excited and, and happy for me. And uh, to kind of answer your question, uh, yeah, I had um, I had people out there again that uh, we're familiar with Rad Retro Power, the the figure line I do. We're familiar with the art shows I had been in. So when I went on my own, it was like um, it was exciting for others too. That were kind of like, you know what? I've been wanting to do something with you, and now that I know you could focus more of your time on this or that, uh, let's let's get together and make something work. So uh, awesome. I, again, I didn't know how long it would take, but you know, within this past month already, I've been able to gather a, a pretty good amount to keep me busy during the month of October of a freelance work. So that that's, that's a blessing and that's exciting. Awesome. So was there a point so far where you, uh, sort of woke up and you realized like, Hey, I'm not going in the office today. Or like, I know, <laughs> I know you get up at like four in the morning to go to the gym. So that probably <laughs> stays the same, but was there like a moment where you kind of realized like, this is really happening? Oh yeah. Um, Definitely. I think uh, the first couple weeks, it seems like a kind of a long, fun vacation. Yeah. Yeah. At, right. <laughs> and then um, and then I'd say probably within towards the end of that first month, I was uh, actually I remember the one of the moments I kind of was really tripping out was um, I started swimming more because I never really swam that much in my workout regimen. And so the ability to go out and swim on certain days of the week at the the pool here at my my apartment complex and lay out by the pool was when it kind of hit me when I was like, wow, like people really have the freedom in their in their career choices and their jobs to um, be able to do something like this where you can lounge out by a pool and and make your own schedule. And uh, and that that was when it kind of started hitting me like this is something really neat right now I got going. This is something that um. I'd like yeah. to always do is be able to create my own schedule and, and, and have that relaxation time when I want instead of the typical nine to five. Right. 
Yeah. So for the people that are listening, you can't see this, but both Mark and Miguel have their shirts off, which is uncomfortable <laughs> for me. <laughs> but I was, they I was wanted it to that start way. Flexing right now. Yeah. So <laughs> you know that's fine. I kept my shirt on. Uh, but let me let me talk really quickly about the the exercise thing. Was this? I mean, now we're sort of seeing it. You're doing a lot of videos where you show us your workout and like right, your right. diet and things. Like that. Was this a new thing? Is this or is this what you've been doing all along? And now you've decided to sort of share this with your followers. You know, it's a new thing that I want decided to share, but I've always um, did my best to keep myself healthy and in shape. Mm-hmm. But I, I, you know what? I contemplated for a while. I really thought about, you know, do I want to share that side of my life with everyone? And, and yeah. there's so many people out there on social media that do um, fitness pages or mm-hmm. motivational stuff. or And, you know, I thought about it and was like, uh, you know, I don't want to, people just to think I'm just another one of those guys that just is trying to get some quick likes or, you know, views, whatever it may be. But yeah. after some after some deep thought and um, consideration, I said, you know what? No, I want to be able to share um, my discipline, my, my, my daily routines, whether it be through creative stuff like art, um, through working out, having a balance with that, um, what I enjoy, what we all enjoy, cartoons, movies, um, toys. I decided to open myself up and share that more on social media mm-hmm. to um, hopefully inspire others and, 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 and share more with others so that way, um, you know, it gets them going. It's been nice, you know, honestly, not to jump too far ahead into this, but it, it, it's really fulfilling. I've heard from a few different artists around um, California that I've known tell me that they, they've gotten back to the gym or, you know, mm-hmm. they're trying to eat That's healthier. Awesome. And or, you know, whatever it may be. And I and I and I like their photos and I tell them good job. And then, you know, sometimes they respond like, you know, what, Miguel, your videos inspired me to get back in the gym or to keep moving or be motivated. And I'm like, man, that. So that's when I'm like, OK, it's worth it. You know, it's worth it to do something like right. that. So that answers your question. Yeah. Now we just have to get you a sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I still need to see more of your dance videos. Those are still. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yeah, you know what? Maybe that's, I get a, a lot of dance video requests too, but I, I kind of like to yeah. keep them mysterious and special to where it's like uh, every now and then, like, oh, he still gets down a little bit. You know, you gotta and, do and a dance do the workout. Th- I think maybe a dance workout. <laughs> Combine them both. You gotta oh, yeah. do more of your throwbacks with baby dancing, Miguel. Those oh, are those I have a lot of those things. too. Thanks, man. Oh, yeah. yeah, six, that seven was, years old doing great. Michael Jackson. All right, so speaking of Michael Jackson, one last thing that is not toy or tune related that Miguel and I both experienced, uh, I don't know if it was the same day, but at least within the same few days. Right. Uh, I actually, I saw this on Instagram, a post where promoting that Michael Jackson's thriller was going to be shown before the new movie with Jack Black, uh, the house with the clock Clock. in its walls, I think it was called. That's the one. But it, so... All of the, not all of the, but some of the IMAX screenings of this movie showed the full uh, Michael Jackson thriller in IMAX 3D. So for me, this was the first time that I'd ever seen thriller on a movie screen. So that was pretty exciting. Right. And then on top of that, this was the first time that it was ever produced for or in 3D. So that was another fun layer so to exciting. it. Um, so when I saw this post, I immediately sent it to Miguel. I was like, dude, we got to do this. Yep. Unfortunately, we didn't get to go together, but Miguel was nice enough to send me a T-shirt of his one of his uh, Michael Jackson werewolf or thriller werewolf illustrations. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went all decked out in my <laughs> Michael Jackson gear. Yeah. I had Miguel's shirt on. 
I had uh, Jason Young's thriller illustration pin on. I had my thriller stance socks on. Oh, just the head Mem- to toe. Members only jacket you had on. I got yeah, my, yeah, maroon members only jacket and some <laughs> super fresh New Balances on. I think it was the first time I wore them. They were like a maroon New Balance to match the jacket. It was it was pretty awesome. Michael was smiling down on you, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, thank you. I, thank I you think so a much. lot of people were smiling down on them, but <laughs> different different reasons. Yeah. So no, uh, how was that in in yeah. on that big screen? Like I can't imagine. I've only seen it on TV. I think most people have only seen. It. I don't right. think they did a yeah, theatrical release for that. But yeah, um, I mean, I grew up watching it on VHS. It was right. All, when it actually when skipping. it when it first released, it was in theaters. Um, oh, they did a theater I, release for I, that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the specifics behind Not it. Not that you I, were born, but yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was, re- eh, I don't know if I was born. No, I think you thriller were born. Thriller was before us. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Not before me. It was thriller before was you guys. Thriller was 82, 83 or something like that. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So, f- yeah, obviously I'd seen on TV and my mom had the VHS because she was really into dancing. And I think the VHS had a lot of behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. With the choreograph stuff yep. and like the makeup. I think I told this story before, but I'll do it again really quick. Yeah. So my mom was an aerobics instructor and like <laughs> so in cool. the 80s was all into like jazzercise and all the different dancing, like hip hop. Um, so all the different dancing exercise movements or fads that they've had. She's always been a part of that. Um, so she's always been a big fan of Michael Jackson and other dancers so in her one of her dance studios, there was a like a child care or kids club kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But because she worked for the studio, she had access to this uh, when she would go and do like practice sessions and stuff like that. So she brought me to the studio and I was just playing in there by myself, you know, without a babysitter or whatever. And they had Michael Jackson's Thriller on VHS there. So I was probably three or four years old at this time. I don't know what possessed me to want to think I would be able to handle thriller, but I took, I picked that VHS up, put it in the, the, the player and turn it on TV. Soon as it started, probably within a few seconds when the zombies hit the screen, I just started bawling, crying. (laughs) And I was in this room. I don't think the door was locked, but I was too stupid to figure out how to open the door. That part. So I was, I was like trapped in here with zombies on the screen, just screaming and crying my <laughs> eyes out, pounding on the door. And finally, like my mom comes back in the room, uh, takes terrifying. care of it by t- taking the video out. Uh, but yeah, that's my earliest memory of Thriller. The good old days when they'd leave a three-year-old alone in a room. Right. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> totally safe. Um, but yeah, so to answer your question, it was a really fun experience to see it on bi- the big screen. And even cooler to see it in 3D. Yeah, I think it was, for me, it was so exciting. It was almost like seeing it for the first time all over again. Mm. Because the high definition, obviously now, you know, film is just created with light. So they remastered it and made it in 3D. And it just looks so crisp and clear. Even, I mean, down to seeing Michael... uh, Michael's skin pores. I mean, it was that clear. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, for... uh, for myself, when I went to see the Vegas uh, Cirque show, Michael Jackson won. Yeah, yeah. I had a I had a similar feeling and vibe because 
in that theater when I watched that show, they play his music so loud. And I had honestly never really heard it that loud. I mean, we play it loud in our houses or I've heard it loud in a dance studio. But in a theater where the music is just so crisp and strong and that loud, it was like amazing. And so the same thing with Thriller 3D, I got that same feeling where they played it so loud in the IMAX theater and it was so crisp, the sounds. It was Mm -hmm. almost like hearing his voice separate from the music track that clear that makes sense yeah and i was asking some of my friends in music and they said yeah like it should be so clean that that's probably how michael always heard it in the studio uh versus how we hear it on the radio or on Mm -hmm. tape cassette tape or whatever it's probably that Mm. crisp and clear in the studio and that's how we got to hear it in imax 3d i feel like yeah it was a it was a really fun experience was it Um, square did they shoot that thing uh widescreen or did was it square presentation like tv presentation for for imax uh i think it was think still it was. Was wide it right wide yeah i yeah, think it was still widescreen yeah but um yeah that's a, that's a good question though i don't i I was so in tune to it, I don't even remember looking at the sides of the screen. <laughs> I mean, I know that thing was shot very cinematically anyway, so they probably right. did shoot it widescreen anyway, which was right. weird for the time. But it's so funny to hear you guys talk so uh, romantically Exciting. about Michael Jackson. Because <laughs> like, like, I grew up my uh, at, at my age, I was there for the, the stuff as it happened, you know, like wow. it, when, when these things were released and, and to see it sort of build. And I remember very vividly we recorded that Motown special when it was on and that's all everyone could talk about forever. And we kept playing it <laughs> mm-hmm. over and over the moonwalk and uh, yeah. just everything. Like it's f- so funny to see you young people. Well, <laughs> I mean, I still feel, I feel like it's, it's like that now. I mean, I did the, um, I did a Michael Jackson birthday block party art show uh, last month in my hometown of mm-hmm. Fresno. Uh-huh. And there was kids out there. I mean, from four to seven year olds, they had a lot of kids out in the street dancing and dressed up like Michael Jackson. And that made me happy because that says, wow, he's truly going to live on forever. It was, you know, so, so many people love his music and they play it for their kids. And then obviously these kids are going to play it for their kids because they're such big fans. I mean, it's uh, it's it's amazing. And yeah, I remember my dad had a beta player and he had Motown 25 on beta. Yeah. That was the first time I had saw it on Betamax. And then... I, the, I can remember the only thing I kind of saw live, probably Mark, if you remember as well, was they showed like his Remember the Time video in black and wi- black or white on ABC at night at like 7 p.m. That's how big <laughs> it was, if you remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's um, kind of already the era we were in. Yeah, well, my mom, like I said, my mom was really into dance. So that was how I was introduced to Michael Jackson. And she loved Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation videos. Mm-hmm. It was just all dance. Right. Yeah, but seeing the movie that we actually paid to see wasn't that great. So it, this reminds me <laughs> of when um, I think it was early two thousands. The uh, the teaser trailer, I think it was for Attack of the Clones, was for was played with uh, Monsters Inc. Mm. And I remember I was in high school and I was thought I was the coolest guy ever. So that I paid to go see Monsters Inc. And I actually like Monsters Inc. But I paid just to see the preview for Star Wars and I walked out like trying to make a statement to the rest of the crowd who didn't give a shit about me or what I was doing. (laughs) But in my head, it's like, oh, I'm so cool. I paid to see this uh, Star Wars trailer only. For Attack of the Clones? (laughs) A lot of people were doing that too back then, I think. They were going just paying to see a Star Wars trailer. Yeah. But now we have YouTube. (laughs) There's, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I know. So you don't even have to go to the movies to see these trailers. And they're actually like the trailers now are a bigger spectacle than the movies are a lot of times. 
Right. The trailer what, drop. Oh. But do you remember the Phantom Menace trailer? That was the one that was like insanity. Yeah. Like that was crazy. That was at the beginning of the internet. It took you like two hours to download that thing. Um, <laughs> but it was the same kind of thing. Like, and again, I think that trailer is better than the actual film. But uh, yeah, that's oh, the, the one trailer I was beautiful. Yeah, Phantom, Man- Phantom Menace had a great trailer. Yep. Yep. So all right, before we all right, it's it's time for us to actually start talking about this. Uh, <laughs> what this episode was created for but jared before we move on hmm. you're gonna add this to whenever we have the origin story episode i have another story about michael jackson oh, that is from a different part of my life <laughs> we're gonna we gotta start getting we're gonna have so many michael jackson fans this maybe like, yeah. and we get a michael jackson uh, fact <laughs> at the beginning of every toys and tunes yeah. <laughs> probably all right so i'm a this is this is the first time we're doing this Toys and Tunes episode, um, so we're not really sure how this is going to go, but <clears throat> I'm going to go ahead and start us oh. off and talk about uh, He-Man toys. So I don't know. I know mm-hmm. that Miguel, yes. you are a He-Man fan. I'll I step am. out of the room real quick and uh, let oh. you go. <laughs> <laughs> so when I, I ran into Miguel at... San Diego Comic Con this past year, yeah, and yep. he was super excited as he got like the one exclusive he really wanted was a, right. a, a He Man <laughs> fanny pack. Oh so, yeah, and no, I, that you know, was I pretty awesome. In yeah. your a, a lot of your posts and videos, I see you walking around town wearing that thing. <laughs> yeah, I wear it so much, and it's funny. You either get loved or you get hated with it. It's just it's oh, one who of the hates other. it? Oh, people hate on it. They're like, don't you think that's inappropriate? And they don't, or they'll ask me like, what's that from? And I'm like, it's He Man. Because, you know, a furry loincloth, you're walking around, and I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but it's not like you're only wearing that. You got right. pants on, so how's that inappropriate? I don't know, but yeah, I got a few, I've gotten a few questions or people coming up to me asking what I'm, what fanny pack that is, what I'm wearing, and I have to explain it. But <laughs> oh, who, more love, more wearing? love than hate, more love than hate, more love. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys were um, picked up on this or if this is on your radar at all. It might be for Miguel, but Mondo, they have their own toy line, mm-hmm. and... They, this isn't a new um, announcement that they were going to do a Skeletor and a He-Man um, toy. This actually, I saw the prototype for these at uh, MondoCon like three years ago. Mm-hmm. So this has been in development for a really long time. But today, on record day, they finally opened up uh, pre-orders for the He-Man and Skeletor figures. Wow, okay. I was seeing a lot of He-Man photos floating around today of that the 12-inch one you're talking about, right? The 1-6 scale? Yeah, yeah. From, yeah, that uh, must yeah. be why. It's on uh, mondotees.com. You can check that out and pre-order there. Um, their this, toys This has are... to be pure nostalgia. Is that right with this? Because the cartoon is not great, and the movie right. was <laughs> just crazy. But... Like when you guys do you rewatch I the, the show movie. as adults? I I actually don't mind the movie at all either. Yeah, the movie don't. is fun. I love Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, I loved Dolph Lundgren as uh, as He Man, and just I loved all the uh, practical makeup back then and everything. There and was a generational movie, imbalance in the podcast. The weird now. thing <laughs> in that one that had nothing to do with the cartoon or the toys, like at. Oh, right. right. That was like, right. where the hell did this movie come from? Exactly. exactly. Um, I think uh, I actually go ahead. I, I MondoCon the same year. Fuck, I forget his name. William. Uh, there's a famous artist that did the the concept art for the movie. 
He does a oh, lot of um for the movie. Dinosaur, yeah, he does a lot of like dinosaur illustrations. Uh, he's been around for a long time. Cannot remember his name right now, but uh-huh. uh, Mark Bricky from Adventures in Design was doing live interviews at MondoCon, mm-hmm. and I actually got to sit in on the one he did with the artist from is the concept artist for the Dolph Lundgren He-Man movie. Oh wow! Um, so that was fun. But anyways, this the uh, the sculpts for these are amazing. Every toy that Mondo's put out has been just ridiculous. Yeah, uh, I, I, I Mondo's a fun company. I, I, I right now as a you know outsider looking in, as far as knowing the industry a little bit and knowing uh, about toy manufacturing, they they have mm-hmm. a lot of fun. It looks like at Mondo, and I enjoy like that they have poster droppings, and then they do like pin, right. exclusive pins, and then now they got one six scale figures. They did Batman animated series too, and now they got He Man. That's they're doing they're doing it right. I, I my hats off to Mondo. <laughs> So for these so, Mondo toys, do they go back to, uh, I, I don't know enough about this, so I am asking this of you guys. Yeah. Do they go back to the original toys and look at those and say, like, we're going to sort of faithfully or like kind of, you know, plus it a little? Or do they go so back I, and do a completely different take? I actually wanted to talk about this specifically. So what Mondo does, they'll do a completely new sculpt. So mm-hmm. it has, it's more inspired by he-man and it's like a modern take on him this figure actually looks like uh miguel might have better information on this but there was like an early 2000s reboot animated series yeah of he-man mm-hmm. um this figure looks more like that style um but what i wanted to talk about was i actually don't really like the so the sculpts are beautiful the toys look great but i don't like the like the aesthetic of what he-man looks like in this mondo version there's another company in San Diego called Super 7 uh, that right. has the Masters of the Universe uh, toy license. Right. And what they do is take the original and old 80s molds and kind of clean go. them up. There you go. So Miguel knows exactly what I'm talking about because he's holding it right now. Yeah. Um, Big fan of Super so, 7 as well. I yeah. enjoy so, what they're doing. Yeah. What they do more what Jared was saying where they take the original molds. Yeah. And kind of recreate them, but it's actually, from what I know, because I haven't seen them actually in person, just online pictures, but it looks like just a cleaner version of mm-hmm. the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, theirs is really trying to capture that nostalgia of just um, re-releasing pretty much the kind of the same exact body and head type of the 80s toys of He-Man. That's what Super 7's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so. Uh, Miguel, like with your background in toys, I'm wondering, like if you look at something that Mondo's doing and they're doing like this is a high end toy, right? Like they're they're emulating a crappy right. figure, but they're doing this uh, sort of painstakingly. <laughs> like if right. Mark saw this thing so long ago, if you look at a production process for something question. like this, even high end, what takes so long? And, and like what is it is it the sculpt getting the sculpt right that they're going back and forth a lot is it the actual production of something uh, this is a relatively small run i imagine for a toy like this but where where do you see like the time suck happening for something like this before he answers i want to add that when i saw this i, I believe it was 3 years ago at mondocon what I saw was an uncolored mm-hmm. uh, prototype. prototype. Okay. So yeah. it was there's was no coloring. The prototype was looked from what I could tell pretty final, but it was all that kind of clayish gray color. Neutral, yeah. Well, it could be a number of things. There's there's definitely a lot of different factors that go into play when you're creating something that's from a license 
licensed IP, you mm-hmm. know, um, it could be anything from, uh, you know, I don't know, so I don't want to call out one side or the sure. other, but I'm just going to yeah. say options. It could be that the licensor is, you know, being a little um, stubborn, if you may, sure. on like the appro- <laughs> on the approval process. You know, we don't like mm-hmm. really how He-Man's face is looking here. Can you make it more like this or like that? Or, you know, uh, we want to make sure his armor is kind of classic, but, you know, don't change it too much, but you can change it. And, you know, they're going back and forth with this or... Um, you know, it could be approval process, you know, scenarios like that. Or if not, it, it could even just be that, you know, companies are busy and it certain, yeah. certain steps take t- take time. Um, they are maybe getting stuck in the paint process, how they're painting them, how they want the paint and the colors to look. If they have an approved, uh, if the prototype's a pending approval and it's just that maybe let's say a 3D print, a 3D output, um, mm. that means that that it could be approved at that point or it, could, it means it could be also still going through approvals with the actual sculpt and how it looks and feels uh, in the hands of the whoever is, you know, approving it. And right. let's say mm-hmm. then, let's say it's the paint though. So once um, the next step would be is uh, whoever's doing the paint master for it, they're, they're approving that and they're trying, I mean, the, the licensor is approving that and they're looking at this painted figure and thinking, oh, you know what, let's let's change the tone of his armor or let's make mm. his his boots a little bit lighter. So Paintmaster has to go back and fix that and then you submit it back. And a lot of times people think like, well, isn't that quick? Isn't that just like someone sending, you know, photo or here's a figure? Can you approve yeah. it? It, it's not sometimes it's not quick sometimes it's not a day sometimes it might be oh, yeah. a week or two before a, a licensor gets back to you some certain clients i know we used to work with and i've worked with is there's they have their own approval system where you're actually submitting uh for approvals through their own like they have a special uh website server yeah. or something like that a you portal submit approvals through a portal yeah. there yeah. you go that thank you and, you know, that may take, again, it's whenever they get, you know, whoever needs to approve this or needs to go up the chain of commands, whenever they get to it, then they, that's when they'll get to it. And you can't really rush, you know, somebody that's their license you're, you're, you're working with. You can't sure. rush anyone. You just kind of wait patiently. So it could be that or, you know, and again, it could be a lot of number of other things, too. Who knows? I mean, it could even be people dragging their feet with uh, moving to the next step. You know, mm-hmm. do you have the packaging mm-hmm. designs done? Do you have... You know, is all your ducks in a row to get uh, manufacturing started and to get the tool cost ready, whatever it may be. You know, it could be a lot of things. Though. And when you when you look at these figures or, or anything Mondo's done before, do you, do you get a sense when you see it actually or maybe when you hold it in your hand? Do you get a sense of like, oh, look, they did this and that costs a lot and that takes this much more time or anything? Or yeah. can a lot of that stuff be sort of hidden in the process? <laughs> you know what? There There's times I, I'm... Again, we discussed, you know, I know I said this before and we discussed this before. I try not to be too judgmental because sure. every scenario is different. And I've um, one set of toys, not to, you know, get off track. I did want to talk to you both about where I thought a lot about this was the DuckTales recent line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I, I actually got those figures. And yeah, with those, there was a lot of things I thought about where I'm like, well, they saved some money here, but you know, it was good for them that they did this route. But I noticed over here, they kind of skimped out or I wish they did this, but it probably cost more money. So to answer your question, yeah, there's definitely times where that happens. Okay, that's a great transition. Let's let's talk about those because I can talk about those. And Jared (laughs) is actually wearing my Ducktales T-shirt. Yes, we all have our. Our transition to this will be Jared singing the Ducktales. Yeah, I'm gonna actually I'm gonna go grab the one I I wanted to talk about. See, so okay. (laughs) So I'm assuming these are the the recent ones. Mark, you did you 
get some yeah. of these? Did you pick up the set? Or Oh, I got a ton of them. Compliments uh, to my co-host of the Squared Co. podcast. Very nice. Did you get the, um, <laughs> did you get any of the ships? Like his, the plane or the vault? Ooh, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> um, the vault is awesome. I, to be right? honest, I don't yeah. really care too, too much for the, uh, plane. the plane. Yeah, it's a little generic. Because it looked... It looks cool, but it had like no frills. Mm-hmm. It looked kind of just like a plastic shell. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, I, the vault was was pretty cool. Okay. Um, and if you didn't already know, uh, I have had the opportunity of jumping into Scrooge's Money Pit. Yes, go listen to oh, that that's, episode. I wanted to do that setup. Where, where, what con did you do that at? IRL. Um, <laughs> it was actually... <clears throat> so they, the only convention they had it at, as far as I know, was D23, the last right. D23... Okay. Um, but then they kind of toured it around in promotion of the show. Mm, so right. it was at uh, like an outdoor mall. I want to say Santa Monica, maybe somewhere in L.A. Del um, Was it Del a, a few months ago. Yeah. Uh, summertime. Like, I'm not sure. But like yeah. Summer, early summer. Awesome. Actually, anyway. that's a, that's again, thanks to you, is I had no idea. And Jared sent me a text saying like, oh, mm. go check this out. What a good guy <laughs> that Jared is. What a All good right. friend. I know. <laughs> uh, so tell us, uh, I don't know how much you, how deep you want to go into this video. I'll leave it up to you. Tell us what you okay. like about the. We can start with what you like about if you want to go negative or what you would do differently. <laughs> how about that? If what you would do differently. There you uh, okay. go. What yeah, I would do, I, again, they're fun toys. I mean, I bought them. Yeah. You know, they're, they're great, first and foremost. Um, right. So one thing for sure that stood out and why I bought them is someone like me that stood out that when I'm on the i'm in the toy aisle something i saw was the package design right off the bat yeah mm-hmm. yeah there was uh there's some time spent on the package design and i like that it's uh it's got a blister card but at the same time you also have nice branding and artwork on front of the blister which is an mm-hmm. extra step it's mm-hmm. an ex- it's an extra touch so let me show you uh well people probably can't see obviously listening <laughs> but like let's take for instance like a what these are like the um, the retro Marvel looking uh, mm-hmm. figures that came out a while back. Now the by Hasbro, these figures obviously have a backer card and then a plastic shell that's glued to them, right? That's a typical blister card. Sure. So that's going to co- be less expensive than the blister card that comes with Ducktales because there's another touch involved because they added print work to the front of the blister. Oh, nice. And and also on the bottom. Right. So the package design already, I was like, wow, it looks really clean. That's that's a nice looking packaging. I like it, uh, especially even the artwork. They have the character that you're getting in the front uh, of mm-hmm. the blister. On, and when I mean the front, I mean like in front of the figure in the foreground. Right. Right. So right. that's the first thing. Um, the next thing is I've seen a lot of people say this as well, is that uh, the, the cartoon in general is great for stylized toy design. I mean, yep. Yeah, you know, um, I'm unsure totally. who the character designer was on this one, but they did an awesome job. I felt like I like the redesigns, and I'm a fan of uh, 2D like flash animation style. So um, that that's another cool that was another cool aspect of making me wow. I really want to buy these. These are these translated into toys really well, right? So I think the sculpts and whoever sculpted them, 3D rendered them, they're great. They look like the characters from the show. Um, yes. I'm holding Scroo- Scrooge McDuck right now. It looks like Scrooge McDuck. Um, the part that I was disappointed in, and at least I've been to, I'd say at least a good seven to ten targets, and a most the majority of the Louie and Webby and Dewey and Huey packs I see, I feel like the paint is lacking. There's a lot of hmm. um, overpaints. There's a lot of paint scuffs 
marks on a lot of the figures. And I, I can understand a small percentage, you know, uh, one to five percent, even let's say of a, of a run of twenty five hundred. But when I'm going, I've gone to just a handful of targets around my area, and I'm seeing multiple paint scuffs and and, and yeah. you know overpaint. Then th there's a good chunk in that run that that has some sloppy painting, right? Paint job to it. So, so would you see? Is that like a quality control issue, or where yeah. would that where would that like how would you be able to fix that? So that is a good question, and that's that's part of like wow, really, <laughs> that's that's part of like what I, I try to do, and I think a lot of toy manufacturers try to do is that that's something if you can get a grip on that and you can knock that out, that's 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 worth something, right? Mm. Because uh, the way you fix it though is it's it's difficult at times because you need to make sure that you're showing if if you're having this made, let's say a factory in China or, or wherever it may be. You need to set that standard really high and and have a few perfect paint masters there in the factory. Sometimes it's signed off by someone from the company or whoever it may be saying, mm -hmm. this is the standard of the figure. They all need to be in this quality. They need to look this nice. If there's anything that doesn't look this nice, we need to discard it. But that can also be very time consuming and also mm -hmm. very expensive depending on the budget and depending on how much time is needed for a project, right? Are these so, things hand painted? Like I know there are sometimes there's elements or like the, there's a you right. know, base color or the legs are a color, but then you have to paint on these little right. buttons so, or something like, can you tell? Yeah. Yeah. You can tell, um, for these in general, these are not hand painted. These are either you're using spray masks or certain parts of plastic are actually casted in the color of material that, that needs to be for the figure. Mm, okay. uh, for, mm. for, in, for instance, Scrooge's uh, outfit is red. So it looks like the plastic parts that are his, um, his shirt hanging. That was probably just cat. Uh, that was probably created directly in that color. So they didn't mm -hmm. really need to paint. Um, spray masks are usually involved in factory assembly lines, so that way um, it can move a lot quicker, and they can just grab a part of a figure and and just hit it real quick with an airbrush or whatever uh, tools they have to uh, pinpoint one particular location on the figure yeah. and get it done quickly. So it's not necessarily someone sitting there with a brush, but there is obviously yeah people assembly lining involved. That one person's hitting it with the airbrush, another person's taking that to you know wait for that to dry and then taping it up for another them to hit another part or whatever it may be um so when you're doing a large run in a short amount of time and and people are rushing you could tell you could see how easily there could be oversprays with the airbrush mm -hmm. there could be some figures that catch a little more paint than others but no one's really taking the time in the end to when they put them together to see that they might be just trying to hit a date and they're saying, oh, this is good to close enough, good enough, you know? So when you went to all those targets, were you, were you looking for good paints? <laughs> I was, yeah. I have, I still haven't gotten Louie, who's probably, I don't want to say yet my favorite, but I'm leaning towards favorite on that show. Yeah. Uh, him and Webby. Yeah. So I like the pack of him and Webby, but I, I haven't picked one up yet just because the, most of the Louis I found, they either have some green sweaters overshot or there's just some weird kind of scuff marks on him. And I usually leave most of mine in the packaging, so I want them to look nice inside there. <laughs> so did you get the full set of the other characters then, or are you still looking for other ones no, as well? No, I, I only have the heavy hitters right now. I got Scrooge, Donald, the and launch pads. <laughs> yeah, I had a hard time finding Donald. I had to really search for Donald. I don't know if he's like the lesser yeah. in the, in the yeah, box I, or I something. Yeah, I think he is. I feel yeah. like there's probably only two Donalds per case. So Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. I think you're Meaning, right. Yeah, the, I think that's how it goes. Um, but the thing I really wanted to, to bring up most was Scrooge McDuck's glasses. 
that is mm-hmm. something that I feel um, I would have went a different route with. And I think it may have been more expensive, but it would have looked cooler at least. And I don't know if so, they were willing to spend more money was how they did what, his glasses. Um, I actually am holding two versions of Scrooge McDuck toys. So I've got the okay. one that you're talking about. Right. Oh, in the and then I've school. got the Funko version, which is, I mean, they're comparable in size. Um, but the Funko version is the Scrooge McDuck from the 80s DuckTales. So right. the original cartoon animated Scrooge. Right. Um, and in that one, his glasses are actually a clear, plastic. I'm going to assume plastic. So you can actually see through it. That's what I wanted. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. going to say so for the new cartoon. On the um, the one that Miguel's been describing, it's a, it's a I don't even know how to describe it. It's well, like it's a, an... It's yeah, an it's an additional piece, piece that they yeah. put on top of their... So um, what happened was that um, they did all these plastic parts for Scrooge. Uh, use a steel tool to make these, and it's injection molding. Hmm. So instead of bringing in a new type of material, because although it's still plastic, that the clear little piece that we all would have wanted for his glasses, that would have been thinner and makes more sense because you can see through it. Yeah. That, that would have been something another touch or more time to make because you're bringing in that could have just been a little piece of almost like laminate or clear plastic right but Mm -hmm. since it's this thick it looks like to me it's a thick part of the same type of plastic they use to make the figure so that tells Mm -hmm. me it was probably on a sprue or is probably connected to the same tool they use to make his limbs and his body parts so they saved time and money because they just said we're going to just throw his glasses on the same tool we're making for the rest of the figure so that's why Mm -hmm. it's the same thick type of plastic and they just right. took it. And then to me, what also I'm disappointed in is you all, I'm sure you guys can see or whoever's bought the figure is the front's only painted. You just see his glasses on the mm. front of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? The sides and the back is, is, is the same color as his beak, which, um, again, it's just more time. You know, they, they had, they would have had to take more time to paint the entire front sides and back of the glasses rather than just painting the front and gluing it on there. So when you coming, when you're getting into the costs, really to make a figure and to make toys everything they they call a touch is you know is usually extra Uh money right and a touch can include anything from another person having i mean someone having to another person having to do a job on a paint job or someone having to open a package an extra time or close a package an extra time or turn something around and paint it on the back instead of just the front that's all extra time extra seconds so that could be more money involved right right you know it's funny as you're as you're saying this i'm thinking and this is probably homework for you miguel we're going to have to come (laughs) up with some kind of rating system uh because that was kind of my next question was like like this is taking everything into consideration this is a mass market toy this is you know um intended for kids this isn't like a a high-end collectible or something like that so you you, it gives you a sense the price point is very reasonable on these really uh, reasonable when you look at this how would you rate this overall and we can fine-tune the rating system later but like do you think right. like this is an above average or, or like where where does this fall for you for the price point yeah this is very above average yeah because i think what what do they go for like you know 10 bucks yeah you know 12, yeah it, it yeah. was great i mean it's a it's a good size figure it's got a couple accessories again those accessories probably fit on the same tool but the the price point I can see where this is worth it and beyond mm-hmm. because I think if I think if he had a little more articulation, maybe at the elbows and at the knee joints, and if his the, again the super clean paint and the glasses were done a little differently, I think at that point you're looking at probably closer to a sixteen to eighteen dollar figure, right, with mm-hmm. extra parts and 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 more articulation. 
But for the price point and for what it is, and again, I'm a big fan of the stylized character design that I think transferred well into the figure. I'd, I'd give this a solid 7 out of 10. 7 Miguelitos mm. out of 10. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> 7 Miguelitos out of 10. Uh, and this, <laughs> this is why we decided to bring Miguel on for the toy talks. Uh, I think Jared and I would have just been like, we would have seen like, oh, the paint's a little off, but this figure's so cute and I like it and it looks like the cartoon and... Um, yeah, all of the stuff you brought up was those are really good points um, and a yeah. kind of a different perspective than the average toy consumer um, right. would have on these things. Um, but speaking of Disney toys, hey, my my good friend Jared Maruyama, love him. He designed some new Disney right. toys, Disneyland. Yes. Actually, mm-hmm. um, it's a small world. Oh, He's so cool. Look at that. So he's actually showing us, um, Jared, some of the figures on screen here. But these just released. um, Yes. Record date this past week. Yeah, Jared, what? Sorry. No, go ahead. I'm letting you do the (laughs) intro here. I forget. What's the name of this series and where can people check them out? So we released them this weekend at Wonderground Gallery. They are at uh, both Wonderground Gallery locations in uh, Florida and Anaheim. They are in Disneyana on Main Street, which I love. They are in Mm -hmm. the uh, Small World Toy Shop in Fantasyland. uh, And I think there's like a Pin Traders in uh, uh, Orlando in uh, Magic Kingdom, I think, or one of those places that also has them. But they're on both coasts in the parks. You can get them online now, too, on the Shop Disney website. Uh, They're only selling individual boxes currently. Uh, They said the cases were sold out, but I think they just haven't released cases yet. Um, Mm -hmm. Cases are going to run you just under $500, though, so... Get a buddy and split that if you're going to do that. But um, yeah, so we, we got to have we got to send some to Miguel so he can just rip them apart. Totally. Right. <laughs> right in front of you. So it's so funny. I'm gonna get I, some. I got to I got to tell you this story. We, we did the you know, we had the big release this weekend. I did a signing for it. We were there. Um, everything went really well. Um, you know, and you're feeling pretty good. People were buying cases. They were excited about this. You get all confident. So then I go back. We're done with the signing. I go back into uh, Wonderground to buy my stuff because I always purchase stuff before I leave, you know, uh, feeling pretty good about myself. And uh, they, they bring <laughs> over my stuff, you know, they, they, oh, we got it in the back. Let me go grab it. And they bring it up and a little, little post it on there says, please hold for Joey. And so that, <laughs> that puts me right back. <laughs> Into my pants. <laughs> no, sorry. It's, it's the other Asian artist, the other guy. Anyway, <laughs> I thought Mark would enjoy that story more than uh, I would. I do. I do. They, do we want to go? We do. We want to explain that one a little bit further oh, for I, for people. Do or? you want to explain it? <laughs> <laughs> no, they just uh, Joey Chu also does stuff at Wonderground, a, a very popular artist, and. Uh, this nice uh, cast member, whoever it was, had a 50-50 choice there, and they just happened to pick the wrong, <laughs> the wrong Asian guy. Oh, so man. I thought oh, that was hilarious. Awesome. Nothing nothing puts you right back into your place than something like that happened. <laughs> but anyway, they so these toys that they did, really nice job on these. They're, they're pretty small. They're like Kingdom of Cute last year, you know, about Good the same time. size and stuff. But they did a really nice job, and I don't, you know, I don't know as much as Miguel does about this thing. So I don't know where price goes for these things and again we're talking disney so that alone adds three hundred dollars to to everything but um (laughs) right they are blind box um and i believe this is the first time these things have been released as toys i don't think they've done a full set of these 
toys. We've had a few like Christmas ornaments and things over the years and some dolls, I think, that they, they base them on. But uh, I can't believe these things have not been toys before. It seems like a no-brainer. Uh, they look like toys. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, But yeah, super cute. Uh, very frustrating if you're trying to get the blind boxes because they are expensive, uh, you know, individually. But uh, yeah, I just love them. I'm just so happy that they actually did them. So I want to ask a question similar to the He-Man thing. Um, yeah. You know, he, the He-Man, like I said, I saw it three years ago, a prototype. Right. I have to imagine that six months to a year, maybe even longer before that is when, you know, the initial sketches were getting done before they even get to the prototype stage. How long ago did you start working on this project? So this one started, oh gosh, I'd say... Uh, at least a year, over a year ago, we started this. So remember mm. when I was when I was down in um, Southern California and, and uh, across from your office uh, when I was doing this, right. the talk, I had just started mm. seeing the the digital sculpts at that point. So okay, uh, that, but you already did the illustrations, obviously, for them to get to that. Point. Yeah, so that's kind of the funny thing with this. These are based on existing designs, so I didn't have to do too mm. much turnaround stuff because they could reference some of the stuff. I did do a lot of like. So it's based on the artwork that I did, but uh, I didn't have full body on all of them. So I had to finish the bodies uh, on the art for mm -hmm. these. and then, um, But they were able to sort of piece it together, like the backside and, and all of that stuff. So there wasn't a whole lot of uh, pre-production right. work on this. But yeah, it's great to see them. Um, it, it's so weird to be able to see these things in dimensional. Just like the hipster Mickey doll, it's weird to go from flat to dimensional. Like that is a... That's a huge That's thrill. So fun. Yeah. And yeah. it's like a, it's like the magic of it. Cause I don't do that. Like I don't know anything about that process. So it's like all of a sudden there's toys. So it's very, <laughs> very cool. <laughs> oh, that's, that's so awesome. I'm, I'm so excited for you too. That's, that's really cool stuff. And I think that the blind boxes now, I was always one of those people that was like, you know what? They're not going to get me. I'm, I don't want to spend all my money. <laughs> But lately, I've been just falling into the trap of just buying more and more blind boxes, like trying to get characters I really want and whatever. That's what I was going to ask like, you. Dang it. So like what <laughs> uh, what sets are you looking at right now? Because I, I hate them, too. I think everyone hates them in theory. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, it's a love hate. Yeah, Definitely it is. It a is. Love -hate. There's it an excitement make, there, though. It makes it yeah. fun. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I. I recently, when I had been going, I think I was showing you, Jared, uh, I had been going to Disneyland a little more. Again, that was another thing. I've been going to Disneyland more that I have mm -hmm. more time now. Oh, what a terrible <laughs> life. Annual pass holder, right? So I, um, I've been going to try to get the pins that Jared actually shared a while back. I've been wanting some of these pins in their blind boxes, and it's... Mm. Um, it's the ones with, there's the Yeti from the Matterhorn. There's, yeah. uh, right, there's that whole set and that's really cool. There's the Tiki, the Tiki Room Bird and all these cool pins. And those kind of wrapped me up and got me into blind boxes again. I was like, oh, I really want that dang Yeti from the Matterhorn. So I've been trying <laughs> yeah, on that's it. That's the only one I want, too. That one, I love that Yeti. Well, you don't have yeah, to say it's the only one you want, but okay. okay. Yeah. I like the Tiki Room Bird and I, on, um, Joey. some of the others. But um, that and then also I got wrapped into, believe it or not, and I didn't even really think I wanted these until I got one, was the new set of Rick and Morty uh, blind boxes from Funko, the little stylized figures. Mm -hmm. um, the Target has their own set of blind boxes now exclusively for Target with the Rick and Morty, and they have some of the season three characters in there like Pickle Rick and the ja uh, Jaguar. So that set, I've been kind of picking some up, getting excited, trying to get some of those characters too for blind box. And then now I'm going to have to be looking out for Jared's uh, blind boxes Absolutely. now that they're out in the wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
So what is, let's get real uh, toy dorky here for both of you. What is your strategy when picking blind boxes? So say, say you walk oh, up man. to the shelf, you got, say, two <laughs> cases. Let's say you got two cases. They're sort of random. It's all about weight. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like, do you go for the more full box? Like, does that make any difference? Like, people open these things. They, they note the position in the box. You know what I mean? They say, like, okay, this mm-hmm. one was in the top left. That's probably going to be that. But, again, I have seen them where as these boxes uh, empty, they just fill them back in. Yeah. So it's not like right. they stay in that position. But do you guys have a strategy for picking your box or is it pure so luck? What's your strategy, you know about you know <laughs> about this, Jared. I only have had luck with one series. And Jared, you actually tipped me off of this. I like the Troll Hunters cartoon on Netflix. Mm. And they did a blind box series. And Jared said something. I don't remember if it was on an episode or off air. But we, you were saying like, it's amazing how much heavier <laughs> the the characters that are the trolls are. Like, yeah. Because they'll have um, the troll hunter Jim is like a scrawny little skinny kid. And then there's the, <clears throat> the other human characters are like a quarter of the size yeah. of the troll. Yeah. So, you know, at the very least, it's very obvious if you're holding... A, a package with a human character or a troll. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually, I've only purchased two of those and there's maybe, th- there's three trolls that I want. I want the two main ones, um, Arg and Blinky. Yeah. And then there's another one that was like super rare, like one in 72. That was the first troll hunter. <clears throat> um, mm. Anyways, I got... I bought two and I got Arg and the first Troll Hunter character just by weight. So I that one I got lucky, but it's just because there's a huge discrepancy in the in weight. weight. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as far as other ones, like I bought, I'll just go by numbers. Like I, the Disney Afternoon Funko mm. Blind Boxes that we opened. Yeah. I just bought a case of them and we opened them. So yeah, my, my method would just be numbers which is not an exciting answer. Terrible. Miguel, <laughs> do you have a process? I, yeah, it also depends because there's some blind packs nowadays that don't even come in boxes where they're just that thick foil packaging mm-hmm. and you can kind of feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like those are fun. You're just in there trying to feel around some shapes and you're like, oh, I think this is this person's head or this is this person's you know arm, whatever it may be, the outstanding feature. So there's the feeling feature if you can feel. One thing I don't know if you guys know that uh, the the Ducktales has the blind coin banks. That's fun. The new yeah. Ducktales show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah those yeah, are yeah. awesome. You and can I found look out you can that look little. The, <laughs> you can look through and see them in there. So someone I've told me that Darkwing. too. Yeah, I got my yeah. Darkwing because I was able to oh, to see through it. I couldn't find them. Oh, yeah. I need that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. But my method is the same uh, for all other blind boxes. It's the weight. Like you kind of try to gauge the weight of it and then you're mm-hmm. and then it's just all pure luck and the guess like which one am i feeling like this this one seems a little heavier than this one and just kind of going for it yeah i mean <laughs> it was when you like the more you like in the set obviously the better off you are because you're less disappointed but man i was doing that with the warner brothers funko ones they did the like the classic cartoons oh, they the did like yeah, yeah i literally grabbed three marvin the martians in one oh. grab I mean, that I'm like, great if you're in Vegas and the odds are, what are the odds? <laughs> uh, but yeah. for this, I like, I literally, by the third one, I like threw the box down. <laughs> well, you know what so else bad. is like a little, not to discourage, because I mean, it, it could go either way, but yeah. there's been reports in the past where s- 
certain companies, I won't call anyone else specifically, but they put out a certain number of blind boxes and they really didn't have any of their exclusives in so many what? X amount of cases, right? Ah. Oh, um, so those odds that they put on there were some, were Yeah, well, some, some were just the QC was bad. I don't think that they were mm. lying. Maybe they had, again, it comes down to QC and mm. somebody wasn't doing their job in assorting packages, assorting boxes right or whatever it may be. But on a brighter note, to, to give everyone hope, I will say... um. A close friend of mine, you guys probably see on my uh, social media account a lot, Lando Wilkins. He's a big Lando. time collector. We should get Lando, Lando. on here. Just because he has that name, I want to talk name. to this yeah. guy. Yeah. And so <laughs> Lando, he's a big collector. He buys blind boxes by the cases, like you uh -huh. were talking about earlier, Jared. Yeah. Uh, he'll mm -hmm. buy a full case and and um, what he gets doubles of or other things. You know, He's part of communities where they trade and sell. Mm -hmm. But anyways, he pulled from a Loyal Subjects blind box one of the, uh, I think it was the horror line. You know how they have their horror character line. He pulled mm. a, a character, I think it was a Freddy Krueger, that was like a one out of like 300 mm. or something oh, like wow. that. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And he pulled one. Man. And, and seeing that that was kind of cool to see that like, wow, there there are some special exclusives in there in those blind boxes that people, you hear about people get a hold of, you know? So how do, how do you, from a business standpoint, obviously it makes sense. How do you look at those things? Do you think that that's cruel is it mean to do that way like <laughs> it's a money maker yeah it's a money maker i mean because they, they know they, they play off of everyone's excitement for their favorite characters mm -hmm. and you're gonna you're going mm -hmm. to want to get you want everyone to do exactly what we're doing right now what yeah. we're discussing which <laughs> totally. is you know go back and and try to get your favorite guy try to get that darkwing duck which was probably one out of 50 <laughs> on those ducktail coin banks you know i mean uh it, it's it's definitely that it's it's a good it's a good uh plan for small small little figures that you can make a lot of them for low price since they're little yeah and then you can and then you could sell at a decent price and then you could sell a lot of them because you're going to want everybody just to keep buying till they get their favorite and especially mm -hmm. for kids you know kids are going to always go back to their parents and say i really want him you got to get it again for me mom got to get it again dad or whatever it may be until they get their favorite so i mean i guess basically it's like uh trading cards right that was basically what trading cards were it yeah. was all blind box you didn't know what you're going to get but um right uh, because i'm an adult and i like it and i it's my money i i think it could be if it, if it were my kid and you hated the show or you're like, I don't know what these things are. Like the minute yeah. it's abstract, I think it's like the biggest waste of money. <laughs> right. right. But if you like it, it's it's great fun. Um, you know, at least with the pins, when I bought the pin blind boxes, Disney is great how you can trade. Yeah. Pins. yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. some of the doubles I get or whatnot. I will always be willing to trade at, you know, downtown Disney or in Disneyland. So that's a lot of fun. So I want to, uh, since we're on Pat, we talked about packaging and stuff. I want to bring this one up. I talked to Mark about this before. I picked this one up today. This is the Enfys oh, Ness cool. uh, Star oh, Wars very figure. cool. I yeah. haven't even seen those out yet. I yeah. haven't even seen those out. Yeah. So how do you feel about this packaging? I love it. I think, Mark, you didn't care for it. Like, I love that they went and, you know, there's <laughs> Kenner is on there and everything. And it's... This is obviously the the vintage collection that we're talking about here, uh, where it looks like the old original one. I, I like that they reconfigured the, the title to look like the, the way they used to do it with the original trilogy. And uh, what do you think, Miguel? What what is your thought on this line of figure? Because it's basically the same figure. It's just mm -hmm. put into this retro packaging. I love it. And it's such a win, too, for the manufacturers because it's the same <laughs> formula they've done so since this late 70s. Yeah. Um, no, I like it because, again, I'm a huge fan of nostalgia and, and retro type style stuff. So I think that is a formula that is destined to win because you look at that packaging and you think, oh, that's that's vintage Star Wars. Mm -hmm. or that's like G.I. Joe. Mm -hmm. And um, 
when you go down the toy aisle, especially if you're a Star Wars fan, I feel like in a collector, yeah. those are always going to catch your eye because you're going to go, oh, what, do they have any characters that, you know, have my attention here that I want to get? Or is there anyone new that's cool? And then, you know, I think the bigger uh, debate for that packaging would be is how cool of the character's artwork do they put on it? Because we know yes. there's always going to be that artwork next to the figure. Yes, so. I, I was just going to say that. To me, like that, this, the packaging, I think, is what makes me buy this thing because I did not get a lot of the characters when they're in, you know, they're they're updating the packaging, it seems to be whatever the current film is, but they're releasing right, yeah. everything again, right? So even though it looks like solo packaging, they're releasing like Force Awakens characters in that right. yellow. I remember that. Yeah, they're doing that. Uh, but Mark, what was your beef with this? You didn't, you didn't yeah. like it? <laughs> I don't know where what you're talking about. Remember, because I got the Kylo Ren. <laughs> I had bought Kylo Ren, and I already have like 18 versions of Kylo Ren. But then I had I had bought. The I Kylo. like this packaging. I don't know what what the deal is. I think I didn't know if it was because it said Force Awakens here or something that no, you no. didn't like. So the packaging is I like fine. That. I think. I, I mean, I don't remember. Maybe I was just trying to be an asshole. I, well, to disagree with given. you. Yeah. <laughs> That's my role here is just to go against Counter. the grain. Devil's advocate. Yes. Yeah. There we go. Um, no, but actually, I, I kind of agree with Miguel. I like all the retro looking uh, design aesthetic and the packaging on that is fine. Um, <clears throat> I think it maybe it was the the figure. I don't know. Well, it was I'm just the regular stuff. figure. That's remember. why I li- like. I think it's hilarious because it's the same figure I have in another package, but they put it in this card, <laughs> and I'm like, I gotta get that one. Yeah, exactly. You have to. Yeah. I what? If, I don't want to like open up a huge can of worms, which Jared, I'm sure I am <laughs> with you, it. but I personally love Solo. I don't yeah. Know what oh, your guys' thoughts on? Yeah. I. <laughs> here we go, Mark. We, this. <laughs> we we spent two hours talking about this, but um. That's no, no, Yeah. So we don't have you know, to, but I, I loved it. Yeah. No, the sh- okay, so the short of it is, and I was thinking about this somewhat recently. I saw it twice in theaters. Um, I bought the and Blu-ray. you know with the, so with the with the Last Jedi, I, I hated it the first viewing, and it was a slow grow. Like right. every time I saw it, I thought it was better. I don't re- with Solo the second time. I didn't like it at all, or not at all. What? I liked it less. What? And I think the more I think <laughs> about it, the less I like it. Oh, I, opposite. I, I was opposite. So I saw it in the theater. If the thing is going by a, a million miles an hour, and I am trying to judge it as it's going. So to see it the second time, it was much more relaxed, and I can just sort of enjoy mm-hmm. it and like take in the story and like the fun things. The first time I'm like, oh, I don't like this caterpillar character. Like, oh, okay, this is a little bit better. Oh no, I don't, I don't like this. But the second time, you're just like, oh, that was so fast. Like uh, some of those scenes fly by the second time, where whereas when I first watched it, it felt very long. But Miguel, what was your what was your thought when you first saw it? Since we didn't get your take yet. Yeah, I um I really enjoyed it. I'm sure there's some diehard Han Solo fans out there that may get mad at this, but I thought the new young Han, he actually did a great job at times mm-hmm. copying Harrison Ford's body language and some of his how he delivered some of his lines. I felt like he he to me he was believable as a young Han. Do you have so a favorite that. Han Solo performance though? Because I think in the three films he's kind of different in all three of the like the the New Hope Han is very different than the Empire and yeah, Jedi. Han. I was gonna say yeah he is. I for me I'm a huge fan of New Hope. Han, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know. Oh uh, yeah, I, mean, I love him. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I think that um, 
it, it was just a fun it felt fun to me um even that opening scene of him in the land speeder mm-hmm. it felt very 80s and retro to me and i love that feeling i get like seeing him you know taking off in a land speeder seeing han solo take off in a land speeder do you remember this part I'm yeah. About? yeah 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 okay for okay. sure and then um and then i loved the fact that for me it felt very grounded at the same time how whether the 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 romance part how whether it be you know any whoever at one point or another in their life may have been waiting for someone or fell in love with someone and then you run back into that person later and things change or things are different or things don't work out how you thought about in your mind right. and i kind of thought that twist was cool how when he ran back into pretty much the girl he was in love with mm-hmm. and now that things had changed she's pretty much in the end we all know right she's pretty much working for darth maul <laughs> right right, right. <laughs> so i mean it, it, it was fun it was a fun story to me and and i enjoyed uh like I said, I uh, enjoyed all of his performance as Han Solo, and I thought Donald Glover was very cool and smooth as Lando, and the action was great, and it was cool how they brought in Chewbacca, and I try not to think too much about it, but just sit mm-hmm. back and enjoy it, and I did. Yes, I think yeah. that's I think that's probably the best way. So let's use this to transition into cartoons, because we haven't talked about cartoons yet, but did you watch yeah. the Clone Wars series and that whole mall storyline uh, from the original? I, you know so- what? I, I, I didn't finish... All of the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. I watched. I, to, I we discussed discussed this before too. I was a bigger fan though of the um, the two D Flash yes. anniver- oh, uh, yeah. animation. Oh yeah, Tartakovsky. Yes. Oh man, that I could watch so that good. all day. Yeah, love that cartoon. But the newer one, um, I didn't finish the Mall storyline, but I caught all the I caught all the um, pretty much main points or aspects. Even yeah. if I had to catch up on YouTube or whatnot, I you know I saw all the way up to him when he fought Obi Wan again. Um, in the end, you know, towards the end of it. And um, so I, I was, I, I know a little bit, not probably not as much, uh-huh. but it, it was a, it was a great story as well. Yeah. The, from the Clone Wars. So have you, did you guys watch the trailer for the new Star Wars series? I, I think it's called Resistance. Is that? Yeah. Is that yeah. Right? I saw the trailer. It looks really cool. Yeah. The trailer looks cool. You haven't watched it yet, Mark? No, I have not. Okay. So what do you think, Miguel, of the, of the look? So it's a very different look than the Clone Wars. It's like this sort of, um... It's like 3D trying to sort of emulate a 2D kind of like a flatter version of it. Like, what did you think of the look of this one? I liked it. Mm-hmm. I like that it's a kind of a mashup, like you said, or it looks a little different than what it was before. Uh, I'm not really a, the biggest fan. I think I've said it too, again, uh, of like the 3D animation. I'd rather be more like flat or 2D or yeah. hand drawn, even if you could, or flash. I love all that stylized animation, but... Um, not saying I completely dislike the 3D from Clone Wars, but yeah, if I right. had a choice, it would be something different. So I like that there's a new direction now. Yeah. Is it is it like Paper Man where that was kind of like a 2D, 3D? Thing? To me, what it looks like, it almost looks like uh, 3D where they've left off the uh, like modeling phase. Uh, so everything is just like s- right. sections of color, but you, you can tell that there's dimension there because they turn and, and everything. It doesn't stay flat, but uh, it doesn't um, it just looks like under polished. <laughs> right. And it, so it kind of looks it, it looks a little bit like a digital anime kind of thing. But um, I don't know. It's an interesting look. I, I'm glad they did something different. It looks very different than Clone Wars, which is, I think, a good yeah. thing. Um, but uh, I'm curious to see, I, for me, these things tend to be about the writing and we'll see how they do it. Like Poe Dameron seems to figure largely in this one. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll have to check it out. Um, yeah, I haven't seen it, but the, so another trailer. Wait, wait, wait. Anime. So before we do that real quick, 
last thing on Star Wars. Did you see the fan-made anime trailer for A New Hope? So no, some guy made an anime version of a trailer, like it was a cartoon version of A New Hope. If you haven't seen this thing, I'll, I'll post a link on this for the show notes, but it's, I think everyone's pretty much seen it by now, but I'll, I'll show you guys. It's, it is amazing. If we could have a whole What's, Star Wars film like that, fantastic. There's oh, yeah. a, uh, an Australian illustrator animator yeah, that like, you showed me, Jared, uh-huh. like that's dribbles or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is, do you know, is he working towards like a fan animated thing? I don't know. The things I he shows. He's posting all of these things. It's amazing. And it looks like it's building towards something, but it's these little snippet action sequences. Yeah. Um, like he's working on one thing, but then like Solo came out and then he started doing like a Solo yeah, trailer like, and like different things. I but wonder if this is just him showcasing what he can do. Or it's if amazing. Working towards a bigger, like full length piece or something that tie fighter stuff he does really good oh yeah i saw that yeah that like was crazy so it was kind of like 2d 3d that yeah. stuff's really cool what he does so it's right. not quite as um rendered as that one um it, you know and that one it's like it's all you can tell it's key like what stays still and what actually animates it's not like that this is obviously a 3d show they're just styling the 3d to look more fun. It so it's a little odd of like, at times, but um, how like the Street Fighter video game looks <laughs> at times. The, yeah. the, the new Street Fighter mark, if you've seen like the, the the 3D animation, how they're kind of like what Jared's trying to describe, how they're kind of like not fully rendered, but mm-hmm. they are rendered. It, it's kind of I don't know, it's mm-hmm. different. You have to check it out. Yeah, 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 definitely. There was another trailer that dropped recently that Miguel actually told us to check out. This yes. is for yeah. the new Spider Man movie, um, and is not. It is actually not attached to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This is an animated Sony movie. Um, yeah, so this is done by Sony, and it is it's an interesting take. Actually, everything about this is pretty interesting. There's it's not your traditional Spider-Man story, mm-hmm. um, so that's interesting. It's taking Miles Morales, who is from I think the Ultimate Spider-Man comic book line or series. Um, and then all of these different types of Spider-Man from like parallel universes, if right. you will. So every yes. parallel universe has their own Spider-Man hero. And mm-hmm. for some reason they come together. Um, but a really interesting thing about this is the animation style. Mm-hmm. It, yes. It, it's I similar think it's to beautiful. what we're talking about where it's like a 2D, 3D thing. Um, it is the, everything. That's what's amazing. It's very, <laughs> it's very everything. It is great lighting in there yeah. everything yeah the colors in it are great and i think this works uh for a comic book movie in particular because it it has a lot of comic book uh like elements to it mm-hmm. i think there i've seen a lot of like half tone coloring in there uh and super saturated colors like there's a lot of pinks and like neon, neon colors yeah, yeah. going on in the trailer yeah, I, I don't know much about it other than the couple of previews that I've seen, um, but I'm definitely interested in, to see it and we'll check it out. This trailer um, is miles beyond what we saw in the first sneak peek that they gave us a couple months ago or something like that. This thing looks mm-hmm. phenomenal. Right. I think if this thing is even mildly successful, this is going to be some huge turning point for what we see in theatrical release animation moving forward. Because if this I thing agree. does well, you know how quickly 
Marvel is going to be to to I start doing these. Adapt to this. It's yeah. going to be so much cheaper for them to do animated films with these characters, but they could probably open up all these different properties that they haven't been using or or just explore right. in a way that. Uh, we haven't seen before. Uh, Miguel is itching to talk about this. So I, I do want to say real quick, uh, <laughs> what they've done here is they've combined styles, like completely different styles, not just uh-huh. um, in uh, like the way the characters are designed, but like there's a flat anime character girl with these very dimensional things with this like two-tone guy. Like It, it is phenomenal. It's like Roger Rabbit level of like animation sort of technology right. and mixing. And, and I'm just thrilled that something like this would exist. But Miguel, what now did that- you... Go ahead. No, <laughs> Go ahead. Mark. I'm going to I'm going to break or uh, jump in front of Miguel. Now that you say that about the different styles, I didn't notice it or really until you brought it up. But because there's so many different characters from different uh, uh-huh. universes, that actually makes sense. They probably have a different style per character based on where they're from. Yeah, but they've maintained that. They didn't yeah. try to make them all look right. the same, which is just right. You can tell yeah. how many meetings did they have about that where people were yeah. probably just screaming back and forth about <laughs> Yeah, or even choosing the, the characters they did. Because, yes. I mean, you know, it's into the Spider-Verse. And I, I read, I started reading a little bit of the comics uh, when they first brought, introduced Miles Morales, mm-hmm. who is the main Spider-Man focus for the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was an interesting storyline. And then um, even growing up, I used to see here and there, I never got into it much, but Spider-Ham. Which uh-huh. is funny, yeah. You know the like, and then um, now from the video games and comics, you have like the the Spider Noir, the character, mm. and and uh, they had uh, Spider Gwen in there. Gwen mm-hmm. Stacy is a Spider Woman, and um, and it was interesting. Yeah, it's interesting to see in the trailer, like you said, that there's different styles for each character, but it maintains a certain flow and rhythm with color mm. and balance and. Um, I also feel like it has a good sense of um, weight for the characters, like when he's web slinging and when, uh, you know, certain aspects of action in the trailer. I like that the characters feel weighted. It doesn't just seem like they're floating around through the Mm -hmm. air like... Like to Toby McGuire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So I liked that in the trailer, like when he's jumping off the buildings and stuff, and, and yeah. or when he's web slinging through traffic. It, it feels like there's a lot of weight to him and stuff. So I like mm-hmm. that. I, I think it's uh, the first time I've been interested in seeing something like this. Like uh, so much of the superhero stuff to me looks so similar. Uh, and, and just in general, I think um, theatrical animation has sort of a sameness to the kinds of stories we get and the kinds of um, characters that we see. You know, this one was a little less concerned about uh, telling us what the story is and just kind of giving us like style samples of what what you see i mean there's like it looks like it's going to be very funny too and the writing actually looks decent yeah yeah so i'm Mm. this is the first superhero one i think um i mean not that we've had superhero feature films uh, animated before but um yeah i'm i'm really excited to see this from where i wasn't so much from the last preview that we saw right yeah same here i was a little undecided especially with i love spider-man i mean he's definitely top three favorite superheroes mm-hmm. but there's just so much spider-man now everywhere as well and like everyone says it's been rebooted so many times now by sony yeah. to you know it's it's a lot of spider-man so yeah <laughs> seeing this now it's it, hopefully it's a refreshing new look and you know it's an animated movie so it's definitely going to give it a shot and see where it goes so right. oh go ahead mark switching switching gears oh here. we're switching okay we're gonna go from uh feature length preview to 
Yes. Animated short. Very good. Yes. Okay. So it's like the Oscars. Uh, this Ready. is a something that I asked everybody here to watch, and I think they actually watched before I brought it up. But within the past month, the animated short One Small Step mm-hmm. has been made available for everybody to watch. Woo-hoo. I know, Jared, you actually were able to see this before like the mass release um, a few months ago yeah. and reviewed it on another podcast. Animation Station podcast. Yeah. So we got to he was interviewing the um, the, the producers and directors of this film. And asked mm-hmm. me to sit in on that. So they sent us a link and we got to watch the film a few times uh, and then got to talk to them about it, which was great. And I loved it, which I was so like thankful for because it makes the interview much easier if you actually like the thing. <laughs> yeah. It'd be embarrassing if I hated it. But uh, what did you guys think? I'm curious to hear what you guys uh, think. This was, I loved everything about it. Mm-hmm. Everything. It, yeah. Like the characters were so lovable. Um, the relationship between the father and daughter was great. So um, the, let's say that there are spoilers. Are we going spoilers? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. So <laughs> I mean, kind of have to if um, we're going to talk about it. Yeah. But. Right. Right. So if you don't want to so know, sh- don't go watch it and then come back and listen to the rest of this. Right. Yeah. It's it's before. Yeah. It's beautiful. I think it's only like seven or eight mm-hmm. minutes long, so it's not it's a it. big commitment, and it's so good. <laughs> Um, but yeah, everything about it, I absolutely loved um, the style of the characters and the world that they created for this short. <clears throat> the story was great. One thing that I I don't know why, but I'm kind of a sucker for this. Um, when they do animated shorts or any sort of um, storytelling with music with no with no dialogue yeah. and you still get all of the right beats, it's mm-hmm. It almost makes it more powerful because you're so f- you're focused on very specific things, mm-hmm. and it, that's another side of or um, example of really good storytelling is when you don't need to rely on dialogue to tell the story. Right. Um, so I kind of mentioned Paper Man before. That one's another short that I really oh, like. Love that, that had one too. No yeah. dialogue, um, but yeah, everything about this I just absolutely loved um so I'll, I'll stop that before we start going into to uh spoiler territory no it's so I funny to say great. that on even a, a seven minutes like <laughs> yeah. well i think it, no, it I th- benefits you to know nothing about this thing i think it does yeah. oh definitely it, it definitely yeah. you need to watch it just open-minded with no no idea what you're looking right at. i right, saw right. like um i think i follow taiko studios on social media so i've seen little bits leading up to this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so all I knew it was, you know, about from what I saw, a little girl that loves space. Right. So right. that's all I knew going into it uh, with a few maybe images of the dad. But I didn't know what the story was about beyond that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think you said it best, Mark, in the sense that the reason I I feel like I enjoyed it so much was because when you could tell a story um, and hit pull so many heartstrings with just body language and a good musical score then mm-hmm. you know you have some solid animation and, and body language shown, you know, mm-hmm. in, in, in a cartoon. Right. So, um, yeah, the developing the relationship of the, the young lady with her father in the beginning was so solid. And, and it was, you know, heartwarming to watch just to see 
even as ourselves being a collector or being really passionate into something mm-hmm. and seeing a young mm-hmm. kid with that passion, whether if in her case it was space and watching that and seeing the story be told. And not only that, seeing the parenting going on, how her dad mm-hmm. is so supportive of her passion mm-hmm. and playing mm-hmm. with her and, and um, you know, having a good time with her in that sense. Um, it was, it was, I just thought it was a great setup and then, and again like just great body language and and that's shown through the good animation and then the music was phenomenal too though. Yeah. Yeah. It was That's my non-spoiler so far. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. Um you should go listen to the the interview. If you liked the film, uh listen to yeah, the animation station one with those guys cuz it was interesting to hear what they had to say like the process they went through uh, and um, it was a joint venture with, uh, with the studio is half here in the U.S. and a lot of production in China. Uh, and that's sort of the model. And that's how this guy uh, got the studio funded. It's really kind of interesting. And they talk a lot about that. But uh, it is a fantastic short and it is available online now. So if you haven't already seen it, go. Yeah, we'll go leave. We'll definitely leave links to this in our show notes. Um, I have to say that. Like, I don't know why or how, what, what made me decide to do this, but I watched it at work and (laughs) like on my lunch break or something, I was just surfing the internet and I, I, I don't know how it came across my radar. So I sat there, I watched the whole thing and like, I'm not exaggerating at all. I started tearing up and crying at my desk. Yeah, of course. This. And I mean, that's to me, that's the spoiler aspect of it. Cause I did not sit down to watch just thinking it's going to be some married life from up thing. Uh, and then, so when it does <laughs> do what right. it does, it does, it's very impactful. Cause you're not, you're not thinking that that's where this is going, but yeah, I, I, I thought it was fantastic. I, I'm curious to see what they can do with feature films. So I'm excited to see what they do next. Um, but it'd be kind of nice to see a, a whole like, uh, re-release of shorts again from more studios than just I think Pixar and Disney are the only ones that are that are kind of doing it right now but to see a little studio like this put out something of this quality that's pretty exciting this powerful too yeah yeah I know that they have like every year they have Oscar shorts mm-hmm. but I don't know like where do those come from is it well it's, it's I, I just hope. like this I think it's like small studios and then they have to go on like these festivals or I think you have to do so many festivals to get to qualify for an oscar mm-hmm. and, and all that stuff but um i just right. wish you know they used to have more film festivals back in like the 80s and 90s where you'd go to the theater and it would just be uh, like two hours of shorts um mm-hmm. and then you don't see that so much i guess online you can see it more often but um yeah yeah it's a different experience though. i know i like seeing them in the theater <laughs> i remember seeing the first Pixar shorts in the theater and being in love with that company the minute i saw those early early shorts from them on this big screen crazy. Huh? like terrible is to look, go back and look at some of that old stuff you're like holy shit this is what impressed me but if you look at tin toy tin toy which is great it was basically the basis for, for toy story 2 um it is ugly but the emotion and the humor <laughs> of it is what really like that's what makes it stick and like right. that's always what they've done well so yeah that, you can see the yeah, heart speak, of it there yeah speaking of all that i got opportunity when i was um uh, in Hong Kong recently, oh, this, yeah. earlier this year. Yeah, I went to the Pixar exhibit there ah. and they had a lot of the concept art and even sculptures artists had made when they were working on the movies to have 3D sculpts and just seeing all the character design concept art for all the Pixar movies, it was mind-blowing. It was such a good time and you reminded me because it's funny seeing the Toy Story early concept mm-hmm. art for Toy Story 1, like yeah. seeing Woody and Butt. Like Woody looked really creepy when they first were drawing him <laughs> yeah. as a cowboy. <laughs> yeah. 
he was like a ventriloquist puppet. Like yeah. he looked more yeah, like Yeah, and he had like a big head, like a yeah. big chin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's right. Hey, uh, did you go to the parks while you were in Hong Kong? Did you go to Hong I, Kong Disneyland? I did. I went to Hong Kong Disneyland. How was it? It was a good time. Yeah. It was good. It was smaller. It's smaller than yeah. our Disneyland. It is. But they um have a lot more, I feel like dedicated to star wars like they're oh, they're oh really tomorrow yeah they had a lot more um at least collectible uh in their shops they had more star wars collectibles mm. especially since you know um, hot toys is based out of hong kong so they actually sold hot toys in hong kong disneyland as well oh. as like their um chibi characters and yeah. regular hot toy figures and and just in general more star wars disney stuff i felt like and then they have the uh, Marvel, you know, Iron Man ride there as well. Yeah. How was like that? like a 3D adventure. That was their big, so the Iron cool. Man experience or something like that. Yeah, Iron Man. It's, it's fun. It's like, a, you know, Universal has the Transformers ride. It's like that, but with Iron Man. A lot of screens. Oh. like 3D. That's actually, yeah. I don't know how you feel about it, but the Transformers ride is probably my favorite ride at Universal. I love yeah. that ride. Yeah, I... um. I mean, I'm a tram ride friend, a guy myself. I love going on the tram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the uh, yeah, uh, Transformers ride is fun. But uh, you know what? It's not a knock towards Universal, but yeah, I can only is. do so many 3D rides yeah. in, in a day. You know, <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I like you know. After a while, I like to actually go on rides like that have built sets right. and, and more. Well, more it seems like stuff. it's moving more towards a combination, right? Like there should be some thrill. Yeah. Like the Star Wars stuff they're doing for Star Wars Land mm-hmm. sounds. Sounds bonkers. Like I'm so curious to see what they what they actually do for that. I'm hearing like more stuff is leaking now. It seems more rumors about what they're doing, but it mm-hmm. sounds like like there's going to be a trillion stormtrooper animatronics. So I'm very excited oh, really? to see that. Yeah, like the most forever any attraction that they've ever done. <laughs> um, the Millennium Falcon one, I still can't quite wrap my head around yet, um, but I'm excited for that for sure. So we'll see. Yeah, but I, I agree. We got like Universal Studios. I think by the time you get to that Simpson ride, you're throwing up, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Harry Potter's 3D, oh, you know, Simpsons man. 3D, yeah. Transformers I, 3D. And I like Jurassic Park, but now they're redoing it. Probably oh, be no, 3D. That's so unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, so I love the Jurassic Park ride too, but I hate getting wet. Yeah. So I rarely would go on it because you get yeah. freaking drenched on that stupid thing. Yeah. Yeah, but it's yeah. A but good like ride. seeing the actual Fun. dinosaur animatronics as you go through that is so cool and yeah I, I don't know what it's gonna look like after this um I know it's gonna be a Jurassic World, World. Yeah. themed but <clears throat> uh but I was it's, we talked about this before I think doesn't it seem like Jurassic Park just needs that like Radiator Springs Racers treatment like it seems like such a no brainer yeah. right like it starts we we yes. talked about yeah, this like we, it starts off all nice did, and then it goes nuts like the movie like yep why did they think that a water ride I mean it's fine for a little the, space but they should do there should be one big I mean, they could do a whole park. That's just Jurassic Park, right? I know. Like, it's all <laughs> set up for it already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all laid out. So, uh, you know, a good guy to talk to about that is uh, Tim Anderson. He does stuff for Universal. He's he does he's a pro in, on all uh, that. Uh, oh, man. We got to get him on so he can tell me secrets about the Nintendo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's oh. like uh, Miguel is with toys. He knows about all that stuff. So we'll have to get him on. <laughs> We're coming for you, Tim. <laughs> I want to hear. I always think uh, Universal. I remember what was it? The Wizard with Fred Savage. I thought that was so cool watching that as a kid, where he's like <laughs> running around in the. Do tram you remember ride. the? Um, there was a. I think it was on Nickelodeon in like the 
the early mid nineties, they had that game show where you would play like a video game was yes. the game show. Then and you then were like you, inside it yes, at the end. <laughs> if you win, if you make it to the end, the final round is you interacting with a game. So you're like yeah. looking at a green screen. You, know, you gotta jump stuff. over obstac- and, yeah. obstacles and like punch stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that game. Yeah, that was Oh, cool. my God. I wanted to be on that so, so bad. Really? You wanted to do it? You wouldn't be embarrassed? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, hell no. I wanted Those to do all that. Those are that and uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Legends of the like, Hidden Temple, and, Guts. And Guts. Yeah. <laughs> you, you watch that stuff as a kid, and you're like, just I'm just talking shit. I'm like, oh, my God, it's yeah. so easy. <laughs> just do that. You're like, I could do Turn this. Left. I could kill this. Yeah, oh, that was I, me. I was watching all that. I think I was busy at college. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are those are all fun shows. Even uh, you know I, I felt like that with American Gladiators too. Yeah, oh, I do love American Gladiators. <laughs> oh man, loved that. Nitro. I was so scared of the uh, that gun, the tennis ball gun. Oh yeah, like, it shoots I, like, the tennis balls. Holy shit, that looks so scary. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. I don't I don't watch sports at all, but I can watch that. Uh, what's the uh, the one now? American Gladiator. No, the, the American Nin- Ninja, Ninja Warriors. Warrior. Oh, Love that. Warrior. I can watch that forever mm-hmm. and get all like yeah, get the same <laughs> way. Like oh look, they're not going fast enough to get across that that water. Oh that one. I'm like, thing. you know the first. So that actually started on G4 TV. Um, well, actually, I think it was a Japanese show. It's just mm-hmm. called Ninja Warrior. Right. That G4 TV would air the Japanese episodes better and then that got popular so g4 did like a one-off american ninja warrior thing and then it just progressively got bigger and bigger until it is what it is now Mm -hmm. but like the first american ninja warrior season i remember seeing the first like obstacle thing i was like oh i could do that and now it's like every season after that they make it so much freaking harder Mm -hmm. and like every obstacle is so crazy oh it's i think i think i could get past the first thing where you're just hopping along the, uh, the side you know, pillows like side to yeah, side. Like, yeah yeah and then and then i'd just be in the water that thing where they oh have to God. like hop up with the bar oh you know like oh the yeah. salmon ladder I, oh that's yeah. crazy I, I just i can't imagine now uh, miguel is that what you're working towards with your workouts <laughs> <laughs> being the next american ninja warrior no <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be crazy. That those guys, I give it up to all the men and women that do that. That yeah. is that is a tough duty. I mean, it's so easy. I was it's funny, I, my dad was watching that last time I went home and I was telling him, you know, people don't realize how easy it is to also just injure yourself if, mm-hmm. you know, like when we watch from TV, you're like, just jump side to side, just grab that thing and go down <laughs> yeah. here and just, you, you know, use your arms. But until you try to pick up yourself using your own body weight and, and you know, doing some of those obstacles, you realize that these guys actually have some pretty solid core strength. You know? Well, I think because <laughs> oh, totally. so often like the end looks like undramatic. It looks like they just let go. But, but like to think of how much they're like like they're doing oh, these things back to back you know like it's not like they get right. a break between something so to just to be hanging there for that long i it's amazing oh, yeah yeah so your grip strength alone has to be really strong like just to grip stuff <laughs> uh, i can't imagine anyway mark is that right. a new section american ninja warrior section added <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe we'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe they'll they'll create an animated character to host it or something, so it'll actually belong in this episode. So can Miguel so before t- we ro- oh go ahead go ahead go ahead. I was gonna say as far as tunes go, 
I don't know about, I don't think you guys watch really or not. Um, I was never actually into anime too much until I got into college. I, st- I started watching a few things here and there. Do you guys watch anime at all or no? That's, I'm at the exact same boat as you. So growing up, never into it at all. And then I right. got introduced to uh, Full Metal Alchemist and yep. absolutely fell in love. And now there's <laughs> like, there's, let's see. I think there's two or three movies that they had after that. And then there's a follow-up series brotherhood so they had the original full metal alchemist then they did full metal alchemist brotherhood they have the movies it's all so that series totally love and then i like the studio ghibli movies which i don't know if you would consider that anime um but mm-hmm. yeah what are you watching Miguel? well again like i'm not an anime expert i never really watched much it was through friends that told me you know watch this watch that um right now though I'm watching. It's kind of. It's pretty much a craze right now in the anime world. Is uh, My Hero Academia. I don't know if you've heard of it. Mm. You guys have heard of it or not? No, I haven't. But it's 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 three seasons in, so it's able. You're able to catch up. Very interesting story. Great character development. And um, yeah, so they just released a movie actually too this last week that you could watch in theaters. It's kind of in between season two and three storylines, and. Um, it's yeah, it's just a solid show. I've been watching that. So and what's it about? Give us the the quick rundown. Ah, uh, okay. What the show is uh, the quick rundown is uh, <laughs> just that uh, it's a uh, you, you, there's one main title character you're following his life, um, and it's pretty much takes place in a world where everyone kind of has superpowers now. Eighty percent of the world has superpowers, yeah. and um, so almost everyone. But um, there's obviously heroes and villains, and they're so it's so common to have superpowers. There's schools now that train, you know, kids. Like if you go to high school, you go to a super you go to a superhero uh, school. So, so like th- a Professor X and the X Men, <laughs> kind of yeah. Mm-hmm. So long story short, though, this main character you're following, uh, he's a huge superhero fan. Looked up to heroes his whole life, but he was born without the superpower. They call it a quirk. He was born without it. Mm. Right, so he was really disappointed and sad when he got older and realized he didn't have a power. And the main hero character ends up—I don't want to spoil too much—but in, in it's in the first season ends up giving him power, mm. like passing down power to him because he's so noble and right, and you know he's a good-hearted guy. So this guy has superpowers, and he's going to school now in a super superhero school with other kids, and it's kind of like a good mixture of like—I um, don't want to say like. Uh, saved by the bell but it's one of those fields where <laughs> everybody's with their peers in this high school and they're but they're heroes and they're going through certain different things different side st- stories but and then there's that field but then there's also villains that come and get involved so there's the actual seriousness of like having to take on superpowered villains and the character development alone is just really solid with um with all the characters, the main one, and then all the side characters and the stories, I'm not doing this any justice right now. But so, but yeah, that's kind of what it's about. So, so is it My um, Hero Academia? It's it's a school. It's a superhero school, pretty much. Is it all like dubbed like most anime is, and and kind of has that well, goofy anime rhythm to it, or is it a little more modern uh, than yeah. that? I um, well, mo- most of the animes now they have English voice actors that do that that act over it. But I'm not really a fan. Um, nothing against them, but I've always just watched in Japanese and read the subtitles because right. I feel like That's it has right. more heart and it's kind of more authentic to what they were creating yes. when you hear the Japanese voice actors and it goes with the animation. So I've always only watched. Um, with the, the, the subtitles right yeah that's what i prefer too um 
And where do you watch this? Is this a streaming thing or, or on a network? It's streaming. It's on, uh, it's on Hulu. Oh, okay. So I watch it on Hulu. And then um, I have to say, though, my favorite anime, and I'm, I'm still new to this whole anime world, like I said, but my favorite, and I, I watch it uh, you know, in Japanese and read the subtitles, and I tried to watch it with English voice actors to see how it was, and it's just terrible. Yeah. And that was a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. You've heard of this show? No. Yeah. So this this sh- I love this show. That's a whole nother you know story. But yeah, th- that's probably my favorite anime right now. Huh. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Venture, and I enjoy it because you guys are already going to be like, of course. Um, this came out in the eighties. <laughs> ah. This this story, the creator created it in the eighties, and he was really big into uh, Western, you know, uh, United uh, all of American pop culture. So a lot of the characters. Uh, have that that 80s action hero vibe and like they you know look like Stallone they look like Arnold there's these big guys <laughs> and then they um all his character names are based off of 80s celebrities mm. like rock stars heavy metal like there's a character that looks like David Bowie mm. there's characters called ACDC there's characters called um Abdul like Paul Abdul so I mean everything has an 80s vibe <laughs> right to up it. your alley all the colors are all <laughs> 80s bright neon vibrant colors so I love it yeah of course it's my favorite <laughs> okay so that's our homework I think maybe every time he should give us a homework assignment either before or or check <laughs> yeah, we can just uh, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure yeah interesting yeah, I've never got into anime. People assume I am into anime. <laughs> <laughs> Take that however you want. <laughs> um, but I, I really am not. Like I, Again, like the Ghibli films I know, but that's probably about it. I've seen more feature film stuff than I have the, the series. Just so ugly so much of it. And I'm the opposite. Like I tend to like things very cute and pretty. Right. So. Yeah, I never was into it as well. Like I said, I grew up watching all American cartoons and um, I even Dragon Ball. I know a lot of friends that watch Dragon Ball. I have I no idea what the heck is going idiot. on in Dragon Ball Z. Someone tried to explain <laughs> it to me and I still don't understand what's happening in Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, no, I didn't I didn't even watch Dragon Ball. One one anime, though, I will say anyone, whether you're a fan of anime or not, that is brilliant is One Punch Man. Hmm. That's on Netflix. Is it really There's that only good? One season of it. Did you watch it? No, no, I, uh, but I everyone exactly talks about it. Right? About. It's yeah. Such a, yeah, there's so much hype around it. One Punch One Man. One Punch Man. Oh my gosh. There's only Jared, one you know, season. You know the character if you'd see oh. it. Like, there's a ton of memes. Yeah. Everyone of dresses up as him. Yeah. Yeah. He's too, yeah. He's all over the what place. What does he look like? Is he the one with the hat? I don't know. No, that's <laughs> One Peg. <laughs> one Piece? Uh, or One Piece, yeah, uh, sorry. Of course. Uh, one Punch Man is. Bald. He's, uh, he's yeah, he's bald. He's got a yellow suit with white uh like gloves. I'll look it up. Yeah. Mm. Check it out. But yeah, that's my right. little anime input. Because I'm like I said, I'm still a newbie to anime anime, but uh that's where I'm anime at. Anime adventure. Oh, you know another one? This is at, so this isn't technically anime. This is like I would consider American anime. Voltron. Oh, um, this is good. I think I know where you're going. Go ahead. Yeah. No, Voltron's great too, but the um Avatar, the last yes. airbender. Yes. That, Jared, I, we've talked about this before. Ad nauseum. This is, yes. It's, it's probably <laughs> one of my uh, favorite cartoon series of all time. It's love really it. good. Oh, I love it. Yeah, like, love really? It. Like, it's really good? Like, you're not. Jared, it is, it's I, you really would, good. You would like it. Uh, no, it's really got like heart. It. It's got serious heart. Yeah, it's a good How story. many seasons is this thing, though? How much of my time three. am I going to Three? Oh, okay. That's not I think bad. It's three. They're long um, seasons now, this show. Though. Yeah, oh. they're like 20-something 20 20. now. Oh, that's so. a standard. Yeah, that's a yeah. standard season. So, um, you know, but Voltron... Mark it, Hamill's in it. That doesn't mm, help well, at all. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Voltron, though, that is... <laughs> is that an American done? Rufio is in it. 
Is it's going help? down now. Now we're going the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> um, is Voltron American animation? Like, I think they do the, think the so. anime look so. pretty convincing in that. Like, you know, like I, I think that I know it's DreamWorks, I don't know. but I didn't know if they had some other. Oh, oh, studio. oh! You mean the? I'm sorry, the new Voltron. Yeah, the new, the Voltron, new Voltron. The new Voltron. I was thinking of the old. No, school no, 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 no. Like, that no, one, no, no, for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, the new one, I think it's done by a Korean studio. Ah, okay. Uh, but um, it's the same. Uh, Mark, I don't know if you know this. this the company that anim- that does the new Voltron, they actually worked on um, Legends of Korra as well, animated Legends of Korra. Oh, you know what they had? There's a lot of similar um, art styles. styles like you can right. see in the char- the character development or the character yeah. styles. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, was wa- I watched that with my girlfriend, and I said, that like, oh, this really reminds me of Korra. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, there you go. I like the look so, of it. Yeah, There's too much it. silliness in it. Like I wish it would like the core story is fine and that's great. I agree. But there's so much silliness. I, I, I get a little distracted and then I kind of fall asleep because I'm always watching this thing before I go to bed. <laughs> but Yeah, I, I, I couldn't get it. I, I the first season was all right for me and then I kind of fell off. Yeah. Like, but I liked I mean it it sort of maintains that anime tone and look really well, but um I, I just I'm like after that I kind of yeah, I lost interest. But um We'll see. We'll see. Maybe I'll go back to it. I, 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 that's how I am with a lot of these series. Like even with Troll Hunters, I'm like, oh, this is really cool. I like the look of it. And then I just, I'm like, yeah, it's yeah. the same kind of stuff. And so then I stopped. Yeah, I barely got in. Yeah, Troll Hunters, I barely got into earlier this year and I barely made it through the first season now. Yeah. But I, I enjoyed it so far. But yeah, I haven't watched it anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So we'll see. Mark likes it. <clears throat> yeah, I, I still haven't finished it. That, that fell into the the normal trend for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, or the first season's amazing, second one is okay, and then I fall off on the third. But anyways, <clears throat> I think that's it for our first um, attempt at this Toys and I Tunes, agree, Jared. but before we wrap up, I want uh, Miguel to give us an update on what he's working on now. We'll probably have him on, obviously, before oh. Designer Con, I think, right? Oh, We've got to have him on before. Okay, so why don't you give us yeah, an update please. on where you're at and what's going to be there, and then we'll see if we can mm. catch up again so closer to the event. So fun. Yeah, definitely. I um the yeah, the clock's ticking now. It's countdown yeah. to designer con. And uh yeah, I got a lot planned, really a lot planned. I'm excited, a lot of surprises. Um again, we'll have uh, version two of uh Rad Retro Michael, which is no longer his name. Mm. Um his name we call him now is Captain Jackson mm. and we spell it with <laughs> J A X O N. Nice. Yep. Mm-hmm. So he's Captain Jackson, and um, I'm really excited for that. Um, Mark, I took into consideration one of your worries, which I told you I was making a retro blister card for him this next round, and you said, but Uh what if people want to take them out and put them back in the packaging? (laughs) So the blister card we're making for him is actually really cool. It's like a snap fit where you can can remove the figure, or you could put it and display it, or you could put it back in. But it will still have that same blister card feel. I just finished laying out the actual artwork for the the blister card this past week. So that's the, now going into production. And then um, we're also introducing, uh, it's no longer again, Rad Retro Prince, but now we call him the Star Knight. Um, mm. So that is, uh, you know, Rad Retro Prince now is called the Star Knight. And he will be on display at Designer Con. We'll be taking pre-orders for him. He's the next figure in the series that uh, myself and the team's created, which is Nerdy Chavez and Lando Wilkins. Um, and so um, we're excited to, to have that out there and lots of more new pins and stickers and, you know, fun artwork. I'm going to be having some new prints out for uh, sale at the con as well. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm also looking forward to, I know, uh, 
again, opening up another can of worms, but I'm all, I'm, <laughs> I'm excited to do some more art drops in the month of October. Oh, I did nice. an art drop. Yeah, last year, uh, last month at Disneyland I of my Captain that. EO piece. Yeah, that's fantastic. And it, and, I, and it was a blast. And a lot of people reached out and a lot of people had fun and, and, and I had fun. And so I'll be doing that as well leading up to Designer Con, maybe a few more awesome. art drops. How quickly yeah. did someone find that thing? It seemed like it was very uh, fast, but... It was about an hour and a half, I'd oh, say. Oh, was it that Maybe long? Hour, yeah, hour 15, hour and a half, someone found it. And was then, it someone that was already following you or did they just happen to find this and then you had a note um, in the sleeve? So I'll tell you what, it was uh, someone who was already following me mm-hmm. reached out to someone they knew that was a Michael fan that was at the park that day. Ah, clever. Uh-huh. And yeah, and so... Um, they got a hold of it. The, the crazy thing is how obviously how the world works is that as soon as someone found it, I got like two or three direct uh, DMs saying like, I'm here. I'm looking for it. It's not here. I'm, I can't find it. And it's like, oh, you missed it. Like probably by like two minutes, <laughs> five minutes, you know, <laughs> but um, I'll definitely do another one in October. So anyways, that's neither here nor there now that we're <laughs> on Designer Con. But yeah, so Designer Con, a lot of surprises, a lot of stuff leading up. And uh, everyone, I hope to see everyone there. Come by and say hi. It'll be in Anaheim. I'll be at the Rad Retro booth. You guys will be at your, you'll be there too, right, Jared? Yep. You'll be at your, Mark uh, and I will have a booth right. there. I didn't even look at the map. Are we, are we relatively close? I mean, we're all in the same room this no time. Idea. I have to take another Yeah, I haven't, I haven't taken a look. I'm so stressed out trying to finish everything. I feel like <laughs> once I look at the map, it's one of those times where you know it's really close. Yeah. So I'm like putting it off. <laughs> yeah. Putting it off. That's awesome. Right so if you. you guys aren't following Bial already, make sure to follow him on social media. He does a lot of videos where you can see like the process of, of uh, like how these toys are being Everything. created. And um, like the, he, when he goes to the manufacturer and you see all the little bits and pieces, I thought that was really good. And he did a, you did a couple of live Thank things, you. which was great, where we could actually ask yeah. you questions about what we were seeing and how they were making it. And then he makes yeah. smoothies and then he takes off his shirt yeah. and he goes swimming. <laughs> <laughs> a little something for everyone there. Yeah. I try to keep it entertaining and fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Thank you so much, you guys, for uh, having me. Of course. uh, I'm excited to come back again anytime. Absolutely. We will definitely. Awesome. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Um, Like I said, this is the first episode of this Toys and Tunes format. So we will see um, what this morphs into or what it becomes down the line. Um, But I had a lot of fun today. If you aren't already following all of us... um, well, screw me and Jared. If you aren't following us by now, you're following you will. me. You're following me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for Miguel and a lot of the things that we talked about today, we will leave links to this stuff in the show notes. Um, you know, particularly, I want to make sure that we do leave a note or a, a link to the one small step. Yes. Because um, yes. I would, I really do want to promote this project um, and get as many views on this as possible. So hopefully, we can see more. Uh, great content like this in the future. Um, But that is it for today. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you later. Thank you.